Hey, Starburns listeners, Ben Schwartz here, and I'm here to plug. Here I go. I am in a new movie with Noel Wells on Netflix. It is called Happy Anniversary. It is out right now. You All you have to do is basically go on your computer or whatever device you want. You just click on it, and there we are. It's, it's me. It's Noel Wells, and it's the story of a couple on their three-year anniversary. They wake up, and on that moment, Noel's character is done. She feels like she doesn't think she can take any more of the relationship. And throughout the course of the movie, which takes place in over the course of 24 hours, you flash back to all the good, the bad everything that encompasses this relationship to try to find out if these two actually will stay together or if they won't stay together. It's right now. It is a romantic comedy. Me and Noel Wells, written, directed by Jared Stern. Netflix, happy anniversary. Starburns, lots of words, ending with exclamation. When's it going to end? It just did. Another tag. And now it's done. It's a good show. Hey, hey, oh, hey, 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 guys. hey, guys. How are you? Well, What's up with again. you guys? Are you ready? Yeah, more sober. Okay. Hey, hey guys. guys. We're here uh, with another episode of Get High and, and Save, Save the, the World. world. Uh, I'm Lucas Neff. I'm Barry Rothbart. And we have a great guest with us today. Who we're going to be talking about uh, our relationship to vulnerability and the current state of contemporary art and a whole bunch of other art things. We have Kai Daniels, a uh, Los Angeles native, a recent UCLA graduate, who's in the process of rediscovering herself and the world and being a little bit random and stubborn about it. Uh, she She's going to be... She's worked yeah. with various art galleries and art spaces around the city, including Think Tank Gallery and Lace, the Los Angeles Contemporary Exhibitions, and we're super excited to have her on. We had some incredible discourse about art, about the world of art and mm-hmm. museums, and how much I don't know about art, yeah. and how much Lucas does. <laughs> Which is practically nothing about art, uh, too. So we have a, a really informed uh, and uh, substantive conversation ahead of you. But uh, we also talk about how art can make the world a better place, what uh, our relationship to art could be like. And, uh, you know, the How sperm whales shouldn't be called sperm whales yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, we have a much better name for sperm whales now. Yeah. One that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned and uh, let's, let's get high and save the world. Let's go smoke! Get high and save the world. With Barry Rothbart and Lucas Neff. I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank We're you so for having me. We're so happy to have me. you in here uh, talking to us. Um, Is that your NPR voice? Yeah, man, that's my NPR. Yo, yo, yo! Uh, thank you for coming in. Hi, yes. Hi. We're so glad Hi, I'm on NPR. to have Kai Daniels oh, with Kai. us today talking about... Do you listen to NPR? I love NPR. They really do. I'm actually a member. You're a member? Yeah, I, I keep, subscribe. I couldn't afford it. I keep it. subscribing, like and then my oh. car... <laughs> I keep subscribing, and then like, my, like some fraudulent card thing happens, and the card goes bad, and then I don't forget to update it. Oh damn! And so like I do a terrible sure. job. Dude, yeah, right. It happens to me actually all the time. It's really annoying. And then you're like trying to like, especially on Amazon. Oh yeah, you got to like, update all your stuff. I know. Your Amazons, There's like a hundred things or... I need to update my card with. <laughs> it's like I really shouldn't have accounts with all of these entities, but here we are. <laughs> so I tell do. us. Oh, tell <laughs> us about the. Tell us about the current climate of contemporary art. You, you you went to UCLA and for UCLA. art education or what did you? Um, I went for world arts and cultures. Great. So you, this yeah. is you know something a lot about this a lot more than I do. Maybe. Yeah. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> I want to start and I, this is a question that I know the answer to. Okay. I just want to see if everyone these. does. This is yeah. only because you know you were. Is this pen black? Yeah. Coming <laughs> yeah. in here, I was I was very excited to learn more about you and contemporary art. Do you know? I just learned this, so this I'm not putting it on the spot. What is the difference between contemporary and modern art? Do you know the difference? <laughs> I had no idea until I just learned this. So if you don't know it, it's fine. I'm just saying, do you know? Is this common knowledge? Is this common knowledge? It is common knowledge, but it's also pretty ephemeral. Yeah. So I feel like it really depends on who you're asking. But modern art. I asked Google. Modern art was like. (laughs) I asked Google. The end all be all of sources and Mm -hmm. answers. Yeah, 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 right? It sort of is, I guess. Contemporary is like happening now, like in Mm -hmm. this moment, like art that's being put out now and like. And we'll always everything that is now is contemporary. Well, theoretically, like in that's now, what always right? confuses me though, because will this be known as contemporary, and then will another 
word. Mode of because modern is technically like an antiquated word. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right? what I was asking. Yeah. It yeah. It's like so, 1860 to 1960s. I'll just answer it. So, yeah, 1960, between 1860 and 1960s called modern art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 1960 till now is contemporary. But the next word is going to be. Postmodern, uh, super, super Probably contemporary. Like Post Lucas or something like that. <laughs> Post Lucas. Because the era. That's that how I'm we're going to remember everything. Post Lucasian. Yeah, Lucasian. Yeah. <laughs> I think Lucasia is Lucasian is actually some sort of weird molecular thing. I feel really? like maybe or maybe I feel like you probably definitely that. googled this while someone who doesn't yeah, know well, how to say leukemia. There's lycos or something like that. Or I don't know. I'm. A, I don't know. The contemporary. The current climate on contemporary art. Yes. What is it? Um, how would you how would you break how would you even start breaking that down like where would you start yeah for me i would describe it as very still white centered and, and, and yeah okay yeah that and also not talking about anything yeah okay so uh, like so so you would say that you could you could def- you could look at the state of contemporary art and and define it in terms of race or gender and things like that yeah. why is it important to understand if contemporary art is white-centered or white-leaning or white-moderated. Yeah. I feel like right now we're in a time where a lot of different identities are popping up and starting to be able to use their voice more effectively, which is really, really cool and really amazing, but I don't feel like it's also being necessarily reflected in, like, large museum spaces all the time. Like, the LA right. LA right now is really amazing because it's, like, doing a lot of retrospectives and current uh, reflecting on, like, current work of artists of Latin American descent and, like... Um, what what museum is that? All of them. Oh, all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, they did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, so but all of the museums, like right now, are doing the like the LA LA PST show. But a lot of times, the art that you find in these spaces is not necessarily centered around contemporary narratives of what it, it and, doesn't seem to be reflecting and, what's happening. And right what now. would you diagnose as one of the reasons behind that? Behind that state mm-hmm. of affairs is why do you think it's? It, it, I know you do curatorial work. Yeah, I'm sort of leading you here. But do you think it's because curators there needs to be more diversity reflected in in curators or in the curatorial staff? I definitely think that there is. Oh, that was such a leaded question. I know, it's like man, just, um, no, talk it's about talk no, about no, no, this. No. I mean, that's my that's my theory. Yeah, Here's my theory there. is the, <laughs> my theory is the people that pick stuff are the you know basically define what the rest of us get to see. Yeah, and so their biases or their interests end up, you know, really dictating our experience. No, I definitely agree, because their perspective is the one that's being shown. Um, And not to say that there aren't some amazing works out there being made by, like, white artists, because there are. Um, But I also don't... (laughs) Yeah, you guys are doing great stuff. It's great. I don't not love it. Um, But I also am critical of its its value right now, because a lot of it is very, like, thinking abstractly sometimes and like very mm-hmm. conceptual and not really based in the real world. Because it doesn't have as much to say. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. So like some, I get like that. A practical, that's that's in, a lot of, in a lot of art. Do you think like, do you think that's, uh, there, there's a void where more practical art or, or, pra- or uh, I don't know, practically irrelevant art, timely art w- is missing? Yes. <laughs> Okay, cool. I feel like Wait, I just what? Answer this yeah, yes I don't or no. know what the question. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> uh, no. Do you feel do you there's? Do you feel practically irrelevant art? Do you feel there's a void when it comes to practical art, or I don't know, more commu- art that engages with the community in I some think practical so. way? Especially, I talked about large museums before, and I think there needs to be like representation in terms of curation there. Um, but I also think within even like smaller galleries, a lot of it has become like very commercial and conceptual, like. I don't want to call out its face, but off the record, call Bergamot. I know <laughs> the Bergamot art um, openings—they suck. Oh, they suck. They suck so that. much. They're so commercialized. They don't talk about anything really. Even they had an LALA show, and I was like, "This is so it's, badly it's weird put together." You feel like art is going to be like we're always pushing boundaries and everything, yeah. but there's safe art. It's such safe art, yeah. and you're like. Like, how are you justifying that? It doesn't seem like art anymore, just like something you're making to make. Right, because if, if it's going to be, if it's gonna be good art, it's going to be like yeah. a little well, bit how subversive, how would you define right? art then? Because you're saying that like if a thing is only conceptual yeah. or doesn't have a more direct relationship to its audience... I mean, it, it sounds like you're that defining that's not it differently. Yeah, so, but what, what, would you, how would you, what would your definition of art look like? Okay, my definition of art would look like something that... Oh, I hate this question because it's always changing. Well, that's okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't no, have to be, cool, but, like, you know, just I, be honest. It's, I think yeah. it's something that, like, you feel moved to create and to make and that you 
no matter what else anyone else thinks that you as the like person creating it feels value in and that's not to like there's like a lot of art going on that doesn't necessarily think that I think it's good art or that I think it necessarily deserves the platform that it has but it doesn't discredit its space as art so when you Sorry. Yeah. You can add, we do this every episode. Yeah. Uh, but no, I was going to say that when you're cur- when you're curating. <laughs> no, I will take the next yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, I will absolutely. If you're going to yeah. give it to um, but if you are curating mm-hmm. now, wh- how do you what is the process like for you where you decide this is art that I think should be seen? This is art. What what is it, what are the criteria that you use to sort of determine those things? Yeah. For, so for me, I am kind of new to the curatorial sphere. Um, but when I do pick artists and like work. I like to pick things that this kind of goes back to my vulnerability topic that I want to speak to you guys on. It's sure. like, what are you saying that I personally don't necessarily see right now in the spaces that I've been? Um, and what are you saying that I feel or like I think people will feel moved by and inspired by? Um, yeah, so like what's art that what are you making that's like inspirational or different or like pushing it like we we're saying pushing a boundary pushing mm-hmm. like some ideological boundary well that's what I was gonna say like the value is of saying something is kind of fighting against a norm right yeah because if you're just kind of being like I'm gonna say something someone else said or that there's nothing dangerous like what is it right isn't exactly. that like the worst music is like there's nothing dangerous about or, it like when you listen to a whole album and it's all the same song and you're yeah. like wow this is <laughs> Have you seen anything recently that, like, a piece of art that you were like, this is dangerous? Mm. This is, like, different. Like, actually... a, like a ball of knives. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I'm going to die. It's going to fall me. Because I feel like there's shock art, right? Yeah. There's, there's like, the, I remember in New York, it was a big deal. Someone um, made, like, a, a Jesus covered in feces. Mm-hmm. Piss like, cross, too. Piss cross. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all those that are like, check this out. But that feels a little, like, not dangerous. You know, it's like, yeah. there's nothing worse than, like, someone who's trying to be dangerous. There is, a, there is, like, uh... there is back in the early 90s when there was, a, there was one artist who had, like, was HIV positive and yeah. put their blood in the squirt gun. And like, what? And, yeah, put a blood in That's the squirt just a crime. gun. And, and no, no, squirting people? And hung it up. Oh. Like, hung it up or, like, put it in a box. Put a lot of, like, his blood, his infected blood, I believe, like, in what? the exhibit. And it were actually what? countries where it wasn't admitted into the country because like, it was deemed a, a public health risk. Yeah. <laughs> but it was to bring attention because, you know, that was still during the era when sort of, like, That's it wasn't crazy. really being dealt with by the government. Yeah. Um, so I'm so embarrassed that I can't remember the name of the artist. But, uh, yeah, so that would well, be, to me, something that, cool. yeah, yeah. Right? I'll get that Google going. Uh, engineer, uh, Emma, if we could look up the HIV-positive artists who put their blood in a squirt gun just to get that name, that would be cool. Uh, and then, uh, so that would be like, literally <laughs> what if it was Tom Hanks, that would yeah, be really Tom, strange. Yeah, like his name's also Tom Hanks. There can't be another Tom Hanks. Like there, there just can't be. Yeah, there could. No, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, so that would be like, I would consider literally in some ways dangerous art, but yeah. art that feels dangerous, right? That like evokes something very yeah, emotion, visceral. Like, yeah. For me, it was, um, I think the last show that did that was the LACMA show on home. And it was talking about, I forgot the curator, but it was talking about um, ideas of, like, how do people represent and identify to home and to space? And there was this one piece that was between a father and his son, and the father was in jail, and it showed, like, the bars and the physical, like, representation of him being caged and the son in his room and his space and it was like projecting these dialogues between them and watching that i literally just started crying i'm about to cry thinking about it right now it was just so powerful to like be confronted by something that i feel like we often ignore like we don't really think about like people who are incarcerated and how it's affecting the lives of like people that are here now presently (laughs) that's true yeah Yeah. it's always from the prisoner's standpoint yeah yeah and like kind of that relationship of like how that that body being removed affects so much more than just that body. Um, and there's mm-hmm. a there's an interesting way that art creates empathy where it's not a one to one relationship of yeah. like I'm saying this to you and you see it and you're just like, Oh wait, that went past my guard and just went right to my just gut. Like struck the soul. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like there's a yeah. there's a different way that so it, it is it's a way to, to it's a way to affect people's yeah. it's like i remember um roger ebert once called um i i sorry i read the works of roger ebert um <laughs> what's called i would love it what's called like, in his like documentary his called reviews, uh, like the collected works he called movies roger. empathy machines because it's just mm-hmm. like a way to feel empathy for someone 
Yeah. And I think that, I don't know, that's how I've, a lot of art, you're like, whoa. And this is, I, I realize that I, I don't know how to really speak about art in an intelligent <laughs> way, but I think that that's like the best art for me is where I'm just like, oh my God, it's I like, never, I don't know why I feel that way. It's transported. Like no, like, you're taken, you're, you're given feelings in a, uh, that you wouldn't have otherwise Yeah, like I went to the, uh, I think it was the Broad with the, the huge table. <laughs> have you been to the Broad oh, yeah. with the huge table? And it just took me back to being a kid and I was just like, I got emotional from a huge table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why? Uh, I forget the name of that artist as well, but he apparently was like wanted to look at a small thing in a table, like a table staple or something, like a wood staple. And he was like, the best way to examine it would just be to make the table bigger. Yes. <laughs> and so, but do you like, remember there was a time when you were a kid where you couldn't reach the counters of things? Yeah. And you were and like, it was a I'm huge so deal. Small. No, very long arms. <laughs> like I remember, it, and it took me back to a memory. I would go to Roy Rogers, which was a fast food restaurant in in. I don't know if that's everywhere at Roy Rogers. I assume no, it is. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like it's a, not everywhere. Yeah, it's like I've but, never. Heard of that. But I remember going there with my dad, and I would be like, "What's going on above the counter? Like yeah. he's ordering stuff. There's like adult stuff my going on." My thing was the step stool. I lived for the step stool. Right. It would be like right, this is my transportation. Now to people like just everything. use it for poop, right? Yeah. <laughs> squatty potty. The squatty potty. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, bodily fluids, I'd like to <laughs> take this moment to say that the artist who used uh, HIV positive blood was Barton Lydis. Bennis. I may not be saying that right, but Barton Littis Bennis. Uh, He's who, dead. Who has passed on, but uh, used his own infected, uh, HIV-infected blood to uh, to make statements and draw awareness and attention and start a conversation about the uh, AIDS epidemic and, uh, that was happening back in the early and 90s. And he had cremated human remains in there. Wow. Mm. Emma really wanted us to say that. <laughs> I feel like it's a powerful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she highlighted yeah. it. Made sure that we read the it human remains. It was HIV remains infected thing. blood and cremated human remains. That's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Does that is that stuff you like? Do you like art like that? Yeah, I think it's cool. I think this is cool. It's like drawing the parallel between like a disease and like the death. Look with the cremated remains. It's like very right. Why like, this is what's happening? So, why do you think it's important uh, for people who aren't artists mm-hmm. to be introduced? to to these kinds of art forms like you're talking about like more uh, uh more politically conscious or socially conscious art yeah like you were saying it's the danger in it and you asked what i i said felt, that for well, the record you're right i'm sorry <laughs> yeah apologies yeah okay i just want to get all the credit <laughs> right, i can credit where it's due <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna take lucas out of this picture yeah yeah help <laughs> me out man um no but i think it's i think we're not often enough like affected by emotion in an impactful way i feel like a lot of times it's super like oversaturated and you're hearing like the same things and the same stories told the same way and like when it's you start to get desensitized to it Mm -hmm. um and so when you are confronted with something that makes you feel viscerally that's presented in a way that you're not familiar with it like sparks another plug in you you know like you're you're reconnecting to what it means to be connected right um and yeah yeah Reconnecting like, to what it means to be connected. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's really we are cool. con- guys, this is going to be a blow your mind moment. Oh my god, I'm ready. <laughs> We're so connected, but also super unconnected yeah. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fuck, I should have taken out nowadays. That ruined the whole quote. <laughs> connected, but disconnected. We're, con- We're uh, connected. But hang on. We're con- t- connected, but disconnected. Connected, but disconnected. Yeah. And should on that note, on I think day? we should translate to, yeah, Emma said it. It's time for on this. On this day. On day, 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 day. It's a little segment we like to call On This Day, Kai. Okay. And on this day, uh, which is today, the day I'm reading this. Uh, do you November know what day it is? Do you know what day it is? I think Quick. It's the 20th. It's November 20th. That's right. I think you heard me just I didn't now. know what day it was. I did. I told you what day it is. I never 20th. know what day it is ever. So on any it's, day. It's not going to be the day that people listen to this. But on this day, November 20th, the day that we recorded it, here's some cool stuff that happened. Uh, scrolls down. All right. Uh, do you give yourself action direction for things you do? Oh well, yeah, I guess scrolls so. down. I, guess I do. Looks up intensely. Uh, you gotta give right. a visual for the for the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so, scrolls down. In 1789. Ooh, good year. On November 20th, uh-huh. New Jersey uh, became the first United States state. Joyzy. Joyzy. New Jersey. That's how you got to say the it. Foist United States state to ratify the Bill of Rights. Huh. Ooh. Ah, pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So Way to go. Yeah, November 20th. And then in 1820, uh, on November 20th, an 80 ton sperm whale attacked the Essex. They got to change that name at some oh, point. Wait. Right? <laughs> 
I feel like that's on someone's to do list. We're just gonna They're rename like, that animal. Yeah, we got it. We got it. We can't the leave it whale. as sperm whale. Yeah, the jizz whale. <laughs> Come whale. <laughs> We're just like, yeah. But uh, uh, an eighty-ton jizz whale uh, attacked the Essex. A whaling ship from Nantucket, Massachusetts. And this attack, this real-life incident, was the inspiration for Moby Dick, which, (gasps) like, gave us a really amazing book and has transformed so much of literature and art since then. A great story about trying to kill a whale. Yeah. uh, How obsession, (laughs) how obsession can lead you to kill a whale. story about trying to murder a whale. Lots of whales. They murdered so many whales. It's just they wanted one in particular, but they wiped them all out. You're like, while we're at it, let's just... Keep going. <laughs> but it was some nice. It was a nice book. Uh, in 1959. Oh my god! There's so many of these. This is the last one. Uh, there were more. This is a great day in history. A lot of great, interesting stuff was <laughs> happening. Like but on this day, November 20th, in 1959, the Declaration of the Rights of the Child is adopted by the United Nations. Whoa. And I'm just going to tell you exactly what that is, because maybe you don't know what the rights no of the child are. <laughs> if you're interested, the, the first right of a child is that it must be given the means requisite for its normal development, both mm-hmm. materially and spiritually. Oh, it's for work, so you don't... It's like child labor laws. Uh, the next one, the child that is hungry must be fed. The child that is sick must be nursed. The child that is backward must be helped. The delinquent child must be reclaimed. And the orphan and the waif must be sheltered and succored. So basically, suckered. yeah, like given food and drink and taken care of. I've never used the term suckered for You've that. You've never suckered a child? No. <laughs> You're not a child sucker? Like You're not you into child sucker sucker? a child? Ch- child suckering. I've never heard that. Um, but so it's basically like, you know, take care of kids. But that's officially now <laughs> in the UN. And then the child must be the first to receive relief in times of distress. So technically you're breaking U- U- a United Nations convention if you help someone other than a child first in an emergency. I have a question. Yeah? I was thinking... No, no, there's not a... You're not... Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah. What what is the age range of child on a global level? Ooh, they did not <laughs> Wait, say what? that. The age range of a child on a global level. I guess Currently? it's technically a minor, right? Anything under the age of oh, like eighteen. Wait, no, I think I you're guess. asking something different, right? No, like is is a child defined the same way globally? Like, is it under eighteen globally? Oh, I would, I don't know. It didn't it, I didn't look UN, it up, but now so. I'm really curious. Emma, well, that's, well, that's can you look sign up contract, what is the global age of age cutoff for child? Uh, and then I'll we should have off. a term like Emma while it while we're looking instead of Google up. it. Yeah, Emma it. Even if That's she's Emma not here, it. we're just going to yell. We'll call her up and yell at her. Uh, and then the final two. Uh, the child must be put in a position to earn a livelihood and must be protected against every form of exploitation, which sounds a little bit mixed messagey there. Yeah, you they have, have to be have put a to job, work, but don't exploit but them. But not too much. Free labor Oh, and this is really interesting, and I don't think almost anyone does this, uh, but the child, and this brings us back to our discussion, I think, the child must be brought up in the consciousness that its talents must be devoted to the service of its fellow men. Wait, say that one more time. The child must be brought up in the consciousness that its talents must be devoted to the service of its fellow men. Oh, man. My parents uh, should be in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad was a bookie. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. That doesn't sound good. (laughs) I mean, um, I have a question. Yes. So you're currently, um, you, you what? It maybe explain currently, like what you want to do, and then how you're going to parlay that into something bigger. If you, if you want to be doing something bigger, <laughs> sorry. What's your like life plan? Yeah, what's your life like? <laughs> what are your goals? Your yeah. I just want to know your day to day. Like, what do you what do you do? Day to day. Well, I wake up. Mm-hmm. I brush my teeth. Okay. Then I make breakfast and brush my teeth again. It's like a weird... You do it Double again? Brush again oh, no, I, I used to not be able to do any live performance without clean teeth. Like, yeah. just cleaned teeth. I chewed gum before I got here because I was like... <laughs> I had to... I once ran down a street, like, before, a, like, a performance of King Lear, like, blocks to tr- get a toothbrush and toothpaste. You were in King Lear? Yeah. That wasn't good. I mean, I wasn't good at it. <laughs> Oh, I saw the reviews, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was not good. But, you know, I did it, and I had to have clean teeth. I did get food poisoning and puked during one performance multiple times. That was some great. Ooh, it was I terrible. peed my pants in a uh, in my darling Clementine in kindergarten on stage. Nice! Yes, I <laughs> what, is this, what does a vulnerable state mean to you? Yeah, for me, it means, like, truly being, like... <laughs> What is vulnerable? Sounds like the worst pickup line I've ever heard. So what's I a mean, vulnerable state we'll to see. you, girl? <laughs> yeah. What up, though? No, um, for me, it's really being able to exist 
as yourself. And I feel like like a lot of what we do is like performance. At least this is me. I just graduated from college, so maybe it's like the space I was coming from. But even like looking out in the world, a lot of like how I've been interacting with people is like very much performance based. Like, what are you performing so that they will like, and like vice versa.、Mm-hmm. And I think that it's like a really weird defense mechanism because <laughs> then you never really. It takes a while or longer to like really get to know and understand someone, which for me is like the foundation of how we're going to make our world less shitty.、Um, yeah, it's like that ability to connect.、Um, Where does it start? Starts with empathy and also starts with being honest as yourself and as your own person. Like, where、mm-hmm. are you? How are you showing up? And how are you showing up authentically all of the time? Um, and being okay with that, and being okay with the discomfort of that, and like allowing the people around you to exist in the same way,、um, and allowing them to like speak their truths constantly, and like to be present and to be not performing what an ideal, but performing like just themselves, and to, like to be able to discover what that is constantly, because it's also ephemeral, you know. Like if you're not the same、mm-hmm. all the time. I, I I deal with this a lot with my therapist, but how do you simultaneously stay yourself?、Mm. But also improve. Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, because、yeah. if you、that's、if a, you constantly riddle, are like,、right? I'm great as I am. How do people improve? Yeah, Kai. Yeah, yeah. How do you do it? <laughs> no, well, I don't I mean, mean that as well, like, like you have to give me the answer. <laughs>、no. I believe me, I've been going to therapy for a long time to figure that out. If you have an answer at <laughs>、yeah. all, that'd be amazing. But do you know what I mean? Like,、yeah. I, just to play devil's advocate is like I feel like. There's there's a way to be vulnerable, but there's a way to do it in a in a smart. I don't. I on yeah, yourself. Definitely. Way. For yeah, definitely. For me personally, it's like I'm aware of the things that like I'm not necessarily good at, and I'm actively working to like be better at them. Like it's not. Do, like, do you think a, there's a little bit of fake it till you make it on some things? Like you have to be like I'm going to pretend to be nicer than I am a little bit in this moment, so that someday maybe I am nicer. I think it's more just like trying to consciously bring yourself to what you. Yeah, I guess a little bit, but not in a way that's like. I, I don't see it as far away from an ideal I want. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, not, like you're like, just you're just slurving the lines. Yeah, like、bit. it's like, like, like there's a little gray area. You're like I could ramp it up a little bit. Yeah, just、so、or like I, let me you know. try a little bit in this moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's an authentic way of trying a new thing too, right? Like、yeah. trying and like you know what? I'm not going to yell right now. I'm going to be quiet and listen. And you can still be authentically yourself, even though that's a choice you don't often. Well, that、make. is yeah, vulnerability.、Exactly. Listening, like you. Being able to really listen is like a form of vulnerability, right? I mean, that was great.、Yeah. That was such a great. Yeah, I think this is also a great moment to. Do you guys want to try smoking some weed? Yeah, <laughs> it is a. I mean,、Whoa. vulnerability is listening, right? Yeah. And、uh, let's go smoke some weed. <laughs> but but can I just have one more bombshell? <laughs>、yeah. If we're all listening, no one's speaking. <laughs> <laughs> There's a time to speak and a time to listen. <laughs> Well, how much how much good art do you think the world needs before things change? Like, what's the tipping point? <laughs> Sorry, that's like the worst question ever. <laughs> like seven. What's the tipping point? Uh, like, let's see, like, how many? Five good right, pieces of five art. Five good、yeah. pieces of art. Five sounds like it's good. Things are gonna start changing. Ground,、yeah. So when we're at four, we're all just like, waiting. Yeah, we're waiting for that like, last one. How much? What? How how much of it is visual and what's performance? Um, Ooh, that's a good question. Good follow-up. You know, it all has to be. It has to be all of it. Just seems like one a movie of someone painting via performance. I have a video like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's、dude. his painter yellow scream. And every time he does a paint stroke, he screams. <laughs> well, this is performance art. What you're doing right now? And he goes. <laughs> he goes. Ah! Ah! He doesn't cough. I love that. Ah! That's it. We have number one.、Ah! I remember I was in. And、this. he does different yells while with each stroke, and it changes the paint stroke. I remember I went to this uh, uh, contemporary art museum in Montreal, and there was this one dark room with a video screen. And as soon as you walk in, it, a face looks at you and just goes, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> And we're back. And we're back. And do one, Kai. We're back. And we're back. Ooh, good pause yeah, choice. Yeah, nice pause choice. So <laughs> I'm gonna do one. I'm、okay. gonna I'm gonna make a different choice. Okay. And we're back. Yeah. <gasps> um. All right. I've started mine. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alex, okay. Um, how many pieces of art does it take to save the world? <laughs> how many? How many does it we need? Tell us. We, we need, need to know. We need five. We need five. We need five. Where do we need to put them? Like, do we they need to, to be them. close to each other? Is it like a Captain Planet situation where the rings have to touch and then boom, <laughs> we get them? Or should it be spread out to cover more ground? I'm thinking more like Justice League and they can like convene and go out in teams and like circle back. The you know? actual art does? Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Whoa. contemporary art. <laughs> uh, so take us back. What was your first experience with uh, wanting to get into the actual art of art? That's a, I'm so Seriously. glad you asked that. That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh yes, God. take us In back. Those so exactly. you, where'd you grow take up? Take us back. Yeah, I where grew did it, where I did it all you're start? on the same page right now, and mm-hmm. you're asking the same question. It's a beautiful moment. Yeah, Can it's really great. Take a moment, pause, yeah. document, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. This but, is all being documented. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> well, thank God. Otherwise, this would be a disaster. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would just I be a, an interestingly pointed conversation, mm, yeah. I guess, if we weren't recording. So, yeah. So, where where did you grow up? I grew up in Echo Park. Right. Um, EP. Woo. Um, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Echo Park right by Dodger Stadium, actually. And, but my mom was, like, super into, like, L.A. as a whole. And so, we'd always be, like, leaving or staying there and always doing, like, chalk festivals at the farmer's market. And, like, there's this place called Sinemo Village where I would go every Saturday morning to, like, draw and, like, paint and learn is that where it started yeah, how old how old were i don't know actually that's a really good question i was started when i was really young oh wow so this how, is like first memory yeah. how, do you remember when you first became critical of other children's art when you like did your chalk and then you looked next to you and you're like that chalk's not as good yeah it's I nice. do better chalk when my brother was a better artist than me and so i'd get really really competitive with him and oh. so i was just like my art sucks he can draw a dragon so much better than i can <laughs> And the day I could draw a dragon better than him is when I was like, oh, cool, I have but the right to do this. What if, you're better now. What if, just yeah. imagine for a second, what if in, in when we met dragons, because no one's ever seen a real dragon. Yeah. What if dragons look You looked, don't know that. I do know it. Okay. No one's ever Fair met a enough. dragon. I've talked to everybody. No, people who've met dragons either are dead or they're lying that they ha- they're telling people that they haven't met them. No okay. one's no one's who's met one is is accurately telling everybody I think else. The went anyway, <laughs> what if dragons? Oh man, that went off track. What if dragons no, right looked on. like our shitty drawings of dragons? Wow. So like, what if your shitty drawing was actually the best version of a dragon that's ever been drawn? What are you talking I would about? You know what I mean? What if dragons look like saying. shitty drawings of dragons? What if they're not as pretty and perfect as we think they are? Yeah, what if they're like oh, all like, like they're just like wonky like, looking. Just like ugly. <laughs> like their their colors are outside their lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their lines don't even connect. They're just like uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, they got one huge fang and then yeah. a smaller fang pointing in the wrong direction. I was thinking, what if a human looked like the way I draw a human? <laughs> It'd be terrifying. <laughs> their eyes would be way too high up on their head. That's like the something I learned. Uh, I tried to draw my girlfriend's face. This was years ago. <laughs> I'm married now, but this is a previous girl. I tried to draw a really nice drawing of her face, and I was like, "This is the." F- it was the first thing I ever wanted to really draw because I'd never been good at it. Yeah, yeah. Like, let, let me be romantic and draw yeah, my let me be It was horrifying. <laughs> I had to. I like tried to learn how to draw. Did you know that? I mean, you probably know this, but you got to draw eyes by the. In near the middle of the face. Okay. I always thought eyes were like way at the top of your head. They're in the middle of your face. Yeah, dude, the hairline is deceiving. It's so deceiving. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. I handed Wait, it to her. So she was horrified. So you still gave it to yeah. her, even though you knew it was horrible. I kept doing takes of it, and I kept becoming more abstract because I was like, I can't like draw. I got to make it like impressionist. <laughs> so it just like the, the scribbles. It was really bad. But yeah, your eyes are in the middle of your head. Yeah. It's crazy. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew that? Uh, for all our listeners, I'm going to post it on our Twitter account. Yeah, we posted it to our Twitter account, which is... Huh? What is our Twitter account? Oh, Get High and Save the World. No, it, it isn't. No, it isn't. That's not save the World it. Pod. It's Save... No, it save isn't. Save the World Pod. Save the World Pod is our fucking Twitter. <laughs> Let's edit Twitter. this out. Let's not use this. Do you want That's to our Twitter. So Sorry, this sounds like I'm questioning him. I'm stating it. You were in it. the room when we I'm did it. I'm stating it. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. I must have been nearby. He wasn't. Okay, I was in the back. We just got, we just got to confirm that I wasn't in the room. In Can we Emma it? <laughs> <laughs> Emma. Emma. Um, no, no, no. 
well, this is Save the World Pod is a, is our Twitter. Well, we're gonna learn a little <laughs> bit more about our guest Kai because it's time for Lightning Round. <laughs> oh man, that's so surprising every time. <laughs> Isn't it surprising? So this the rules are really simple here. They're we're gonna so learn a little simple. bit about you. We're gonna ask five questions. Quick. Okay. Super okay. quick. Well, you, we're each going to ask five questions quick. I'm going to go first. And we're going to ask all five before you start oh. answering. Well, he's going to go first. Then you're going to answer his five questions. Then I'm going to say my five questions. Then you're going to answer them. Okay. Okay? Do you get it? Yeah. Do you get it? So here's you're going to have 30 seconds. 30 seconds to, to answer, answer all five. His five questions. <laughs> they there's don't have to be in the right order. Questions. Just five. I also okay. have five. So there's 10 total questions. But all of his five, you'll have 30 seconds to answer. <laughs> I have a horrible memory. This is going to be so interesting. Ready? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Let's Here go. we go. Are we on the clock? We're on a clock. Okay. What's your favorite non-traditional color? Do you read the placards at museums? Money, Monet, or Manet? What's the most fun word to say? What's the least fun word to say? Go. Oh, my God. Least favorite. Oh, non-traditional color. Probably beige. Beige. <laughs> Good answer. Okay. Um, Monet. <laughs> All right. Okay. One Good for the impressionists. Come on. I can do it. What were the other questions? Least least favorite least favorite word. Oh, least favorite word. I don't know if I to have say. Least, to say. Least pleasurable word to say. Iron. Iron. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Iron. You could barely say it. Yeah, yeah. I still can't do it. It was a real struggle for you. <laughs> um, and I really like the word. Oh my god, I just read it the other day. Oh, capricious. Oh, yeah. that was soothing. Yeah. Okay, right. there's one you missed. So you're not going to get any points in this. Oh, damn. But do I not get the big prize? You don't get the points. Uh, <laughs> do you read the placards at museums? Oh, yeah. You do? I do. All of okay. them? Yeah. You do every uh, one of them? If I'm interested in the piece, I'll read it. Right. So not all so of them. So yeah. coming from, <laughs> But this is a follow-up. So coming from me, a person who's not as adept at art as you, uh, what's the proper amount of time you, you're supposed to stand in front of a piece of art at a museum? Speaking as someone who's as adept as you yeah. at art, uh, the answer well, is... I asked her. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Lucas are co-curators, cool actually. Long, what's it? Because I feel like I, you know, I was talking with Emma about this before too. Is like he I was. feel like I go too long. I, I go too quickly, and mm -hmm. people know I'm dumb. You're a premature. If, I go, if I'm like walking around the museum too quickly, you're a premature. Do art you have a Do you have a, a gauge for how long you stand in front of a piece of art? Like a timer? No, like a gauge. Like <laughs> yeah, oh, it got me. I'm staying. Like I did it. <laughs> If I feel like the VSA people or like the people standing there are like judging me a little bit, I'll start to move. <laughs> <laughs> the what people? The like visitor, a service assistant people. Oh. The like white shirt or like. Oh, uh, they're like, yeah. what is she doing? Yeah. yeah. Does she not get it? Yeah. <laughs> She's been here for what so long. What is she long. obsessed? <laughs> yeah. With you that. know what I do? Here's my rule. I look at Lame. it for a while and then I nod and leave. No matter what, I nod. You know, because really? yeah, you get it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's super interesting because I good. work in a museum now as like the person that like tells me not to touch the art. Um, in addition to all the other side things I do, but it's so funny because there's so many like different types of art people, and I've like put them into categories of like Whoa. who visits the museum, and it's really interesting. Tell us, tell us a few. Yes. Okay. So there's you. The berries an entire berries category. In a, there's the berries. Berries an entire like, category of yeah. art viewer. Like are. we're here. We don't really know why we're here sometimes. Oh, but we're like, we're come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. But like, no, no, it's yeah, okay. it's yeah, you're, yeah, right. No, 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 you're right. right so far. You're like, whoa. <laughs> But I'm I don't here. know how I got like, here. Like someone dragged oh, me here, but like I'm here. I'm viewing the art. This is cool, I guess. Keeps it moving. Like looks, acknowledges, nods. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then there's the people, like the manic pixie art person, who's like just kind of flitting around. They always kind of have their hands like doing something. Is it okay to hate that person? I don't know. I don't know I if I hate them, but I'm like... I don't like them. What? You notice them. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. They're like, kind of like the young artsy trying to be more about the art than is necessary. Right. Yeah, I'm really judgy about it, which is really bad. Yeah, okay, no, it's good. <laughs> but, um, no, 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 no. All right, it's And okay. then there's the people that know everything about it, so they'll like stand and like tell you about the art, which they're they always... They over-intellectualize like, it. Yeah. yeah. Or they just want to brag a bit. Yeah. And just, it's like, they're just like, I learned this for some fucking reason. I gotta yeah, tell, like, I have some, to tell them I gotta now. show somebody to that know. I know this. The people that the person that's trying to connect with the art though is my favorite because sometimes it happens naturally and it's amazing. You can tell, 
but sometimes they're really trying to make it happen and it's just not happening. Oh my god. We've all been there, right? I mean, yeah. you know so I mean? you're saying the best way to do it is to just make an attempt to connect on a visceral level. Not or just like too intellectual. Just like if you connect, you it. do. If you don't, it's fine. Yeah, you let it go. Yeah, you but can't here's win the problem all. is how do I know if I've connected? You you'll you start feel crying. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's or, the only or, way. Or stop. No. Or stop. Or stop yeah. crying. Yeah, you might. <laughs> no, but if, if you've you stopped can... crying, you've connected with the art. Well, and that brings us to our 30 seconds, so we'll move on to round two of the lightning round. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but on a serious note, because I think that's an important question, sure. if you feel like like drawn to stop and view it, and like you don't have to cry, but like in any way, like to look at it again, even I feel like that's important. Is it? If, what if it's I to feel... laugh? Hey, you did yeah, that. You connection. had a reaction. Have you ever saw someone standing laughing at a painting? Have you seen somebody do like out loud laugh just, just like, by themselves? This paint joke is so funny. Like a prolonged. They're crazy. Spell They're crazy laughter. people for sure. Well, I, I, one more fob. I know you're going to do your lightning round. Um, so I think my problem is, and maybe you could help me, <laughs> is I try. I really try and figure out. It's almost like detective art viewing. Like mm-hmm. I try and figure out what the artist was doing, and I feel like that's the wrong way to do it. Like I'm like, okay, what's the trick they're trying to play here? Like, what's like, the? What are they trying to say? Yeah. To me. Right Is that now? okay? Yeah. What's that's the fine. trick? Okay. Like, what's the trick? What do you mean? What's the trick? Like, you're you're clearly trying to like manipulate me in some way. Right. <laughs> what are you trying to get me to think? Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. What are you trying to get out of me? What's your <laughs> angle here? Yeah, I get really some mad. Sort of like shyster. Yeah. And that's when I shake my head no and walk to the next. <laughs> it's one. Like I don't want it. <laughs> Oh, no. okay. However you okay. view art is right. how you view art. Okay, good. Go good. Yeah, it's like some snake oil yeah. salesman. <laughs> uh, great. So round two of the lightning round, as you well know, uh, I'll ask five questions. You'll have 30 you seconds. Know the rules. 30 seconds you to answer no them. no points on the board. Just like that time, you're sitting at zero points. None. No. No, no you it's not all how it You have zero point. points. Okay. Don't disagree with us. We're, we, we run this game. Is this, this a game. no contest situation? <laughs> yeah, this is a, there's no debate here. Oh. This is not ancient Greece. Um, okay. One, what makes you feel vulnerable? Two, do you think all art is in some ways political? Three, should art be free? Four, what does a world without art look like? Five, what is your first memory of art? World without art looks really sad and very boring. Mm-hmm. Um, no movies, no museum trips, no like interesting streets. Could we not things. have urinals? You probably couldn't. Someone had to design it. But also just like, isn't everything art? Wait, what extent, is this? Yeah. Is this, this a different segment? So could anything exist? <laughs> we switched. <laughs> no, he's actually Wait, let her answer the yeah, other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, like, sorry. Think about like public art installations. There'd be nothing. Architecture, like the visual oh. aesthetics of the world we live in would not be as great. I like that. Um, the fir- What makes... Oh, first time memory of art, again, is competing with my brother to like... Dragons. To make a really cool dragon. Mm-hmm. And we really not doing a good job. Okay. Um... <laughs> And what makes me vulnerable is, I think when I I get really anxious sometimes, and like being not feeling like I'm allowed to be anxious, <laughs> and like not feeling like that 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 anxiety is like hindering my way to communicate. And it's oh, like I want to so say words. <laughs> yeah, so I just like keep going, and it's like hopefully it works out. So you lean into the anxiety. Yeah, and you're just like I'm anxious, and that's fine. Yes, and then it goes away. Uh, not all the time, but then I learned to like work through it and deal with it. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to give her a point. <laughs> well, hold on. we got three more questions. That she oh, no, I answered three. I answered three. I have okay, two more. Sh- uh, oh, wait, do you she- think, do you think, oh, do you think all art is in some way political? Yes. I do. Mm. Okay. I think taking up space is a political act, and I think that putting your ideas, or like even not putting your ideas, for example, we were talking about how some people like... I don't know. Or putting your ideas out there is in any way political. I think so. Okay, so even... That's my very long, convoluted answer to that question. Not doing it. Uh, Should art be free? That... I think access to art should be free, but I think that artists should be paid for their work. How do you reconcile that? It's a good question. I think that it's... It's a really good question. I think it's a hard one to balance out just because of, like, our world is so driven by, like, economy and, like, you got to survive and, like, um, so grants are a really cool thing, government funding, but I don't think all art should be necessarily driven or stemmed from that, but, hmm, 
Do you so yeah. is there some art that you would consider like definitively a great work of art? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. some people would say, like, you know, the, the Mona Lisa is a great work of art. Mm-hmm. Like, there's things categorically that you can say, well, that's, like, one of the all-time, you know, top 100 great works of art. Yeah. Um, like the Tom Hanks of art. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone's on the same page that they like it. Yeah, like, like this the, piece of work. Yeah, is like... the piece of work. It's, mm-hmm. to, it's Tom that's Hanks. That's the Tom Hanks of art. We must call it. That's a great... That's a great art. Um... <laughs> Should great artwork? This is if if we can say that great if we can say that great art exists. Should it be allowed to be privately owned? Mm. Whoa. Yeah, I think yes, but I also think that it should be. Here, okay, here's my thing with art. I think that it's it should be paid for. The art should be paid for. The work should be honored via their ability to live and sustain themselves. Um, but I also think that accessibility is really important. And I think this goes back to like what we were talking about with the brood and kind of like how, like kind of, how are you allowing people to see this? Like how, how is it being made available to the public? How are you allowing that art to be seen? And like ours should be paid for it, but they should also, the art should be put on a platform where it can, should be seen. Oh my God. So like, I no, no, so I agree. I, I agree. Like, what are words? I think if, the issue. If they're private collector, if, it, yeah. if it's a, but if it's a private collector paying the artist, but mm-hmm. it's a piece of art that should be available to the public. How does that, is I there a way she to. She was on the right track with government. The, the, a lot of governments actually fund the arts. Yeah. Like state a natural, subsidized art. It's almost like a, it's a state. It's it's a treasure. It's like but you know also, how we a lot of people who take care art, of national parks. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who collect art when they die, they put they, they give bequeath their art. it. Yeah, exactly. So it, like it gets. Yeah, I mean, but, but they that don't is have sort of to. Like, we're just they hoping that to. you ever think about that? People, how much great art of, like, there is tasteful that no people sees. die. Like, but that's I what I'm saying. Books. Have you books seen yeah, like that you've never seen. But I mean, it does feel like if if all art is political and all art affects people and art changes the world then it seems crazy to me that we can privately own it. Like, you know, the Pope has one of the most incredible collections of art that exists in the world, and it's all locked up in the Vatican. Yeah, Yeah, we'll never see it. And just think about, like, how many people are changed by some piece of art every day. It just feels, uh, I don't know, it it feels hard to both pay artists what they're due, Speaking as an artist, I want to be paid. Yeah. But it also feels like, how do you reconcile that then with, like, the fact that art is only useful in its influence? Yeah, it's a, I think it's a really weird thing that artists, like, are always struggling with. Like, how do I get paid and also, like, allow my work to be seen? I don't know if there's, like, a really definitive answer for that, to be completely honest. Well, sort of but like then a if they were paid the well, woods, would, right? they, would they, without the struggle at all, would you think that the art would be as pure and good? Well, I mean, it's just like out there. if you were just, like, given... Rich kids are good at art sometimes, yeah, right? I guess they are Yeah, sometimes. I mean, sometimes. Not often. How would you change the museum system right now, if you could, to help it? I would definitely want more artists of, like, diverse backgrounds in the system in general, like, in the administration and the, like, the back-end stuff especially, um, the curation, the art-making, just more diversity within that structure. Um, How would we get there? Literally. I think one of the really cool things is the Getty Multicultural Internship. Um, it's through the Getty, obviously. Um, but they sponsor other museums around the city and allow them to hire people from, like, diverse backgrounds to, like, intern in their space and, like, pay them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, a, like, a really, really cool program. Um, and I think more, I think internships are really important, like, allowing those people access to that space. A lot of people can't intern because it's, like, free labor. And if you're coming from a hard background, you can't, like, you can't work afford it. and do that. So it's, like, getting paid is really helpful as a way to allow you to do both. So um, it's changing the it's top down. It's changing yeah. who's curating, who's running the museum. I don't think it's only top down though. I feel like also just building up your and and making sure that diverse yeah. there's diversity in the artists. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, does that involve like incentivizing uh you know, community underprivileged communities or under-resourced communities uh to to have more access to these museums like do museums need to do a better job of reaching out to communities oh totally yeah and like putting them in places that aren't only like because there's art in these communities like that are murals yeah there's art there like there's community programs there's like so much going on separate from the museum world um i also think just like the prioritizing of the museum world as like the end-all be-all of what like meaningful good art is um 
is important. Um, not that that is. I feel like that was an overarching statement, but no, I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I maybe making it seem more fun but... to kids. Yeah, like accessible. There's like okay, for example, there's this program called Art Lens and this other program called Genesis, and they interactive art for me is like so cool, so fun, so important. Like how you get to touch it and its tactileness, and like how you get to respond to it as an audience member. Um, another thing I like to do when I curate is like how does the audience get to be a part of the space? Um, that is but, smart. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there's these programs, for example, Genesis and Artlands, like I just mentioned, and they are specialized in making collections of museums, like, available and, like, tangible for kids and, like, interactive. It's so cool. Like, they like, can touch it? Like, they can, so, like, they use not VR, but, like, similar, like, simulation. Yeah. And you can, like, touch, you can touch the screens. You can, like, build your own version of that piece. You can, like, engage with the themes of it, like, via your body and, like, via, like... Oh, that's great. Technology, too, which is super cool. I'm totally that way. Any museum, if there's a screen and I could get put on those headphones and get in there, I'm in. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it. It's fun. You're like, cool. I, sometimes, I don't have to sit I think silence. I'm sounding like the dumbest person that's ever lived right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've just gone silent, so that's where I'm at. Um, no, I, yeah, I think... I think if, well, oh, oh, sorry. I'm just like, uh, I, I know growing up, I was like, oh, we're going to a museum. And then you get older and you're like, oh, wait, there's like, these are cool. Really shit at the museum. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, like, whenever there was anything involving like a sword, I was like, yeah, a sword. I don't know. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, I think on the <laughs> uplifting note of swords, I think it's time for a digia. Yeah. Digi- yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. Okay, so... This is a digi yes. This is uh, it's this, like a digi no, but this positive. week oh, in yeah. uplifting news <laughs> from the world. So this one's a really interesting one. I know usually these are clunkers, but this one's incredible. <laughs> so I mean, it's going to start with a dark note. The usual way that chemotherapy works is it kills more cells than it should. That's the big problem with chemotherapy. Okay, if someone has cancer, it kills non-cancer cells. Mm-hmm. So scientists. They, I'm going to oh, refer to as sweet. they, I love it when just invented nanomachines that drill into cancer cells. They can find and go into the cancer cell and kill it from within. And it knows wow. where the cancer cells are. And they could put it in a body and it could kill a cell in 60 seconds. It's Wait. like the John Wick of... <laughs> killing all the cells cancer. in 60 seconds. Cures. Isn't that crazy? And it, it, it's, it, it's inner space. It's like Martin Short is inside of bodies with a drill. It's inner space. How does it do? Is it like injected in the body? So they, uh, no, it's non-invasive. How do they build drills that small? So it's it's non-invasive. It, I think you just swallow it. <laughs> no, like it's in your bloodstream. Like yeah. You swallow it. And um, it, these nanomachines are so small that we could park 50,000 of them across the diameter of a human hair. Fifty thousand. Does that does that, that sink in like, at all? As small? That feels like bullshit. It's like, not bullshit, dude. Because like it's on it's on dasciencejournal.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, the strong DA. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't sound believable. Isn't that insane? I think that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, all right. You no, know, that's you don't super think it's cool. Believable? No, I mean it's super cool. How do they? How, how, what? I mean, it's so we're getting crazy. closer. We're getting closer to doing something really cool. That'd guys. be amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that just blew. Lucas, wait, <laughs> Lucas, Lucas is crying. I'm no gone. one can see it right now. His I'm tears are streaming down. I just keep thinking about those tiny little nano machines. They're t- tiny little drivers. Yeah, I picture them that's like drilling of, into the that's cell. That's what I mean. Like, like, I, I couldn't find it in the article. This is a surprisingly it's short article, it. too. I don't know why. Oh, here it is. They found that the nanomachines needed to spin at two to three million times per second to overcome so nearby obstacles. Mach- so you just have machines in your body afterwards? Tiny, How do they get out? Tiny machines. Tiny uh, machines. Poop. No? Yeah. Because they're not in your intestinal system. And then they, they poop them out. I don't know. That's That part's not You don't here. poop out your just blood. You don't poop out. <laughs> yeah, you don't? It comes out of your intestine. Uh, <laughs> Great. So we'd love to talk to you now about what you think the transition. next great movement in art should be. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> well, diversity. She yeah. said she I was saying diversity. Mm-hmm. Next great movement in art. I think it should be more participatory. <laughs> more participatory. Yeah. What should... would it take to achieve that? I feel like it's super simple. People making art, they don't mind getting messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, like, you mean, per- like the audience can participate yeah. in the art? Like they can like, paint over it? Like touch it or manipulate it, it or like have oh. a voice within it. 
interactive. Yeah, even if it's not that physical piece of art, like a space in. Like next to the art, like that. You Are you talking about like Abramovic and the sitting there? The yeah. the artist is present. Kind of, yeah. Things like that. That was fascinating. Mm-hmm. That she just sat there and just stared at people. What did you feel about Shia LaBeouf doing the same thing? It was really funny. I love Shia. It was really it was funny though. But you know, what I mean, like people, people were like, bad rap. Yeah, I like what the, he's doing." What? How? How do you deter? You know, like what's the line between plagiarism mm-hmm. and uh, artful appropriation? Mm. Well, appropriation is a really big movement in art right now. It's actually. huge, right? Yeah. You see it's like stuff a, cropping up and well, everything. Well, hip-hop is appropriation of previous... Hip-hopriation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but is. specifically within contemporary art as a thing, like that, like, for example, I didn't, do you guys know Adrian Vila Rojas? He's like no. appropriative artist. He uh-huh. mostly takes, lurks with like excavation, like kind of taking old art, remaking these like structures. He did a remake of the David and like... Real, putting it in a different context, kind of, but like I feel like that's kind of what Shia LaBeouf did. He like mm-hmm. did it, but what, he put what it was his remake context. of the David? It was he he's lying down and he's sleeping. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's new though. It's that like is transformative food. to a, an extent. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's appropriating uh, concepts and ideas or whatever. Yeah, because well, it's impossible. Lichtenstein did that too. At yeah, time, he didn't did he? all the time. It's impossible not to steal a little bit or get inspired by things, right? Like, you can't make something a thousand percent unique that's not based in something that you already like. No, there's no way. You learning. can't grow up on alive on this earth and not be, like, yeah. influenced by it in some ways. But you should definitely, when doing it, have your own take and perspective on it and not directly. So that's the line. Yeah, it's like, what are you saying? That's Again, what are you saying that's new and different? That's well, different. How are you? How are what, you using it? Well, how and do you, feel... you think that it should be clear what you're stealing then? Yes. It should be clear, and you should be clear about how you're furthering the conversation. Right. Because, like, the, you know, the whole thing about Quentin Tarantino is he just kind of steals premises for movies and scenes from other movies. Yeah. But it's like, if, if it's an homage, it's you know yeah. what he's taking. If you're hiding it, then if you're it's kind of shady. That's what it is. <laughs> Don't hide it. Just that's be like, I'm is. doing this. Mm-hmm. It's hiding. So, like, you tell people you're robbing the bank. Exactly. Let yeah. them know. That's an homage. Hey, like, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> to other bank robbers. Yeah. Guys, I'm doing an homage <laughs> to bank robbers today. Don't freak out. <laughs> But I'm going to leave that's now funny. with all the money. That, that's a great law. It's not. But it, I'm going to say it is. Is that you, if you we can write commit a lot any of, crime. We write a lot of legislation on this what show. What if you yeah. regularly. Can commit any crime if you tell the cops about it an hour before you do it? And they can't and do anything. And if you could still get away with it? I mean, this is a fun movie If you still get away with it, you I definitely want to see this it. movie. <laughs> I definitely want to see this guy have a crime that's like takes just about sixty-two minutes to complete. Yeah, you have to tell them where really you're doing it and what it. the crime is, and if you could still do it, more power to He's you. He's like, if I really fucking hit the green lights, I can do this one, guys. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. And if, but if he doesn't do it in an hour, the full weight of the law. Ooh. Yeah, that's you know what the, I mean. That's he, the title. It has to be done full in an hour. Full weight of the law. Full weight of the law. <laughs> It's like 300 pounds. That sounds like a movie about a fat cop. Yeah, I was like, I imagine some sort of Kevin james The full weight of the law. A vehicle for Kevin James, a you vehicle. know? A vehicle, oh man. Which would also be a larger vehicle. I was going to go there. Obviously, I saw you. I, went, I, saw your, I heard your, yeah. yeah. We were both reaching for it. that fruit. Uh-huh. That really low hanging fruit. Well, it's a heavy fruit. It brings the branch down. <laughs> Kai, do you, uh, do you, what, what is the, the current art space that you are working at. You want to talk about that yeah, a little bit? Yeah, so I work at two places right now. Um, the Marciana Art Foundation and um, LACE, Los Angeles Contemporary Exhibitions. Mm. Um, LACE is more of a collaborator, but it's awesome and I love it. Um, and What does that mean, a collaborator? So I kind of come in when they need me to help them do like production. Um, I assist, I'm Right now I'm doing assisting the curator in a new exhibition for June. So, like, assistant curator, which is fun. Um, yeah, I'm still, like, more... I really want to have my own space. You asked me earlier what yeah. my like, goal is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. But, yeah, you did. You did. You did, did. Barry. You did. <laughs> Lucas didn't let me. I didn't, Lucas yeah, I, I cut it off. I cut like, it off at the pass. <laughs> Immediately, it was like, no, this is a no-go. Yeah, so um, what is the goal? Yeah. question. Yeah, no. <laughs> but ideally, it would be to have a space that really focuses on, again, the things that I have been talking about, um, specifically in regards to vulnerability and how to present art that and provide not just art, but like a way of communicating and like a physical location to like put into practice what I hold as like my life ideal. Um, Yeah, that seems pretty cool. There's some really cool cool. spaces that are kind of doing that, but I'd want to have my own (laughs) to direct it. Um, It's about that time. 
for us to... <laughs> I keep getting surprised. Like, what time is it now? Uh, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you're hungry right now, but we could always... Ooh. Eat some food. food. Yeah, yeah we're gonna eat some food. Yeah, we just do segment. the same. It's always the same now eat with everything. Food? We're just saying it all the same way. <laughs> I say two words. I look at you. You then chime in, and I then say it with you. We've done that every time. Anyway, this is the eat some food segment, and uh, what we do is we find food that has a good or positive or claims to have a positive impact on the earth. And this is endangered species chocolate, which off the bat could go one of two ways. <laughs> <laughs> what, the um, way I want it to go is that it's made of endangered, endangered species. species. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, eating yeah. like a rhino or something. Right, rhino, like rhino with like yeah, cacao. Yeah. Mm, right. Uh, with some ivory tusk on top. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Sprinkle, yeah. 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 <laughs> tusk shaving. Yeah. Tusk shaving. Damn, Damn. I think maybe. Anyway, maybe we got a whole new spin on this. But endangered species chocolate is not made of endangered species. It helps. That's to the actually the, the tagline. Their wildlife. Ten percent of their net profits go to supporting conservation programs worldwide. Ten percent only. Nonprofit partners that protect and preserve wildlife. Doesn't ten percent ah. seem low? Um, not if you think of it like imagine you had to give ten percent of your profits. I do to charity. Oh. in addition to taxes, because it's net profits. Oh, so that's still not a lot. Well, it's lower than net gross, sure. So they're not great, but they do, they're doing something, guys. Yeah, they're doing you know something. How much, All right. You know how much companies 10%. donate 10% yeah, to conservation? Yeah. No one. Yeah. No one's doing that, you monsters. Well, I mean, for the title they went for, they should be doing more, right? And you don't have, you to, gotta pay your you don't have to eat any of this. But that's this, is, uh, that's oh, this is uh, dark chocolate with sea salt and almonds. Oh, is this, oh, uh, wow. You don't have to have any, but would you like a piece? I would love a piece. There you go. It is, you know what it is? It's 10. What? Oh, eat it into the mic. Eat it into the mic? Yeah. Do you hear me crunching? Oh. Yeah, just talk. Oh, talking to the mic. Yeah, there you go. Mm. I don't think he was saying eat into the mic, but I <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> we do have, sorry, it's our ASMR. Is that what it's called? ASMR? Mm, yeah. I love Which you. is porn, right? But like, sort of. actually, my wife's sister hates this sound more than anything mm. in the world. Like The chewing? The sound of people chewing. I don't know if she still does. She doesn't listen child, to the podcast. She does. Should we do that? Will. ASMR I'll probably right have now. instigated some <laughs> giant fight right now. That I'm so as of. expected, it's chocolate with almonds, so it's amazing. But, but it's ten percent, ten percent better for the world uh-huh. than eating a, a chocolate that isn't doing. Now, to be fair, ninety percent of those profits go to destroying wildlife. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think it's good? I really like it. Yeah, it's, good. it's chocolate. No, it's, good. it's like yeah. the sea salt. That's a good touch. The sea salt, yeah, really like. Sort of makes the dark chocolate less aggressive. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sea salt is like a new thing, right? No, it's been in the sea. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been in the <laughs> sea. <laughs> but it's like a thing that people have only started talking about recently, right? No. Were our parents like, God, I got to get some sea salt? Well, I, obviously, yours weren't. <laughs> I don't think they were. It's kind of a new thing, right? It's a fact. Kosher salt's been around a long time. Yeah. We yeah. used to get kosher salt. My mom's been really into sea salt for a while. She has? Yeah. Oh, your mom's so much cooler than my that mom. That pink really Himalayan is. stuff. <laughs> battle it up. She is. She's so much cooler. <laughs> yeah, your mom took you to our places all the time? Yeah, it was That's dope so mom. cool. Yeah. My mom just shoved Doritos down my face. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, Eat it. My, Eat it. my mom, like, no, made mama. me play Scrabble. There was an endless game oh, of Scrabble. Oh, you? I was miserable. Your vocabulary must be amazing. Yeah, you would think it would be better. You really would. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Is it okay? Okay, so uh, as usual, we have someone say the charity that we're all going yeah, to donate to. I forgot to ask her to do that. Yeah, so wait, if, <laughs> if you're going to donate to something, what would you? She could come up with it now. What would you like us to donate to? We're going to donate some money to something. Yeah. And our listeners are also. Let's do it to Sonoma Village. That's not a charity. Oh, a charity. Yeah, um, Sonoma Village, definitely. What is I think. it? Sonoma Village. Sonoma Village. St. Elmo. St. Elmo Village. So think of Tickle Me Elmo, but like the, a saint. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. but Sonoma Village, it's really, really awesome. They're in Mid-City. It's where I first got introduced to Loving uh-huh. Art. Um, and they focus on their surrounding community and like have really awesome art classes. and like. A That's really where you did the chalk, space. right? That's where I did the chalk sometimes, yeah. I did the farmer's market at the chalk. Um, so yeah. they promote arts for children? Yeah, children and adults, but they're like an art center. Like the art of, of children, like, like paintings of yeah. kids? So they do... Um, or paintings by kids. <laughs> paintings by kids. I'm just clarifying, kids. man. <laughs> I'm giving you the thumbs up. 
Yeah, paintings by kids. It's like an art workshop getting out can, of the their kids community can paint adults. The they're not just yeah, forced to paint kids. Everyone can paint. They have different workshops. It's not just paintings by kids of kids. So this is only paintings by Barry of Barry. <laughs> That's like a Barry that. Barry painting. A... <laughs> <clears throat> so That's it's a not very painted painting. <laughs> so they they have kids paint things and then the kids get to keep it. It's not like some sort of thing. Yeah, where... or they also have exhibitions. So they'll organize. Um, mm. a... Oh my god, you're feeding me so much chocolate. You don't have to have it. I feel compulsed to take it. And if it makes <laughs> any money, where it's a not for profit. Yeah. Yeah, that answers that question. <laughs> so St. Elmo's Village mm-hmm. is there? Do you know the website offhand, or we can Google St. Elmo Village dot org. Elmo Village dot org. St. Elmo's Village dot org or dot com. I honestly forget. Try both. <laughs> Emma, Emma well, is eating it. Thank you so much, Kai. Thank you. You've been incredible, and I think we all now really want to go to a museum, right? Yeah, we want to we participate. Should. I want to. Pers- I want to touch some art. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. St. Elmo. Was it .org? It was .org. So .com. No, .org. Sorry, .org. That's a terrible thing to do right now. Uh, org. You can head there and you can donate. Uh, or if you're in the area, come to a workshop or bring a kid. Bring a child. I guess definitely have a kid with you. And if you had one museum to go to, who, where should uh, people go in LA? Uh, the Underground Museum. It's really dope. Or Lace. Either one of those. Underground Museum or Lace. All right. Thanks so much, Kai. Thank Um, you. Have a great one, guys. Get high and save the world. It's a good show. Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior. Happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL. The 70s were crazy. Night. The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh my God. Scarface, 22 to 45. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's a television audience demographic? (laughs) Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Ying Yang Twins. <laughs> Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would he even? Why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype, <laughs> and that he has come for his cocaine. <laughs> As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced V-A-P-E in Spanish, oh my he spots his dear friend, who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. Oh, my God. 